0: Welcome to That's Life. Where it is the third anniversary of Hurricane Sandy, and yes, we have proven we are stronger than the storm. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam Elwalik, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. Coming to you from the home of the absolutely beautiful and uncharacteristic October morning here on the Lower East Side. Boker Tov to Avram. Oh, he, you don't have a mic today. Oh, oh, FOMO? Suffering from FOMO a little bit? Okay. All right. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We'll talk about it later. Um, so, good morning to Avrami. Good morning to Yoni. Yoni is the newest member here of the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, the induction ceremony hasn't really been as treacherous as it was for Jamie. Good morning to Jamie. But don't worry, Yoni. Your time will come. Follow us on Twitter, Siegel Net, all one word. And Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. I want to apologize for my absence last week on the air. Uh, bronchitis got the best of me, and I've probably stopped laughing to yourself because you thought that I was yoni when you called. Um, when you end up sounding more like Nahum and less like yourself, it's best just to stay away from the mic, and that's what I did. By the way, shout out. Oh, that noise is probably a bad idea. That's my necklace. Why would I wear that when there are live mics? Okay. It is heavy. The heavy, the weight is not the problem. It's a little bit like I'm, you know. All right, whatever. Let's focus, everybody. Shout out to the med fans out there. Guys. If this didn't come without a little bit of pain, you wouldn't be Met fans. So, you know, just go with the flow. Everybody go with the flow. And of course, I'm saying that as a Yankee fan. And while we might be golfing, we also have many, many rings. So, you know, it could be somebody else's season. That's fine. I actually was going to make a joke about how Fox Sports didn't show up to game one of the World Series, and it looked like the Mets didn't show up to game two. Oh, but look, I, I made that joke. Anyway, national holidays here in the United States. Yesterday was Chocolate Day. I. You can't hold the next day of ram. It's not like it's over. Now we got to do today and We're tomorrow. In We're in America. Two days. That's true. That's true. That's true. But you know what? I, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure people are getting a head start to, uh, as like every other Yontif, just hold one day. Uh, it's international. It's National Cat Day. I will not be participating. There is nothing about a cat that I want to participate with. It is Internet Day, and as we are a uh, web based radio network. I say shout out to the internet. It's also World Psoriasis Day, which is actually something we celebrate at the Wallach. So shout out to all of my family members and my brother, the dermatologist. Tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow is a really important day, especially to my dad. Avram, you want to know why? And Daddy, good morning. I'm hoping you're listening. But tomorrow is National Candy Corn Day. And there is no one who loves a good candy corn like my dad. You also, right? You got that's like probably something. Yeah, candy corns. Of course, he's like a little bit mock pit about the fact that you know he's strict about the they have to be like super fresh because once I, want them hard. I don't you don't want that right? You don't want your candy corn to have a crunch. That is certainly not what you're looking for. Uh it looks like I mistakenly did not grab a fortune cookie. That's all right because we have so much to talk about. And frankly, I can't believe it took me you know, this many years to figure out how to talk about Sesame Street on the air. But lo and behold, I did it. And my, I have two guests today. One is by phone and one is here in person. I want to welcome them both. But first, let's start with the gentleman who was on the phone because he is not just a returning voice here at the Nachum Siegel Network, but he is a member of our team. Ellie Hagler is the associate director of Yachad, and he's the newest uh, Cardinals fan.
1: <laughs> I wish it was the Cardinals. How about the Cincinnati Reds?
0: Yeah, sorry about that. Oh right, it's Cincinnati. Midwest, one one I forgot area. I forgot where you were. You're in Cincinnati.
1: Well, right now I happen to be in New York, but we are living in Cincinnati for the year. Yes. My mm-hmm. wife is doing a fellowship at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital.
0: Yes, and I like how you put it in for the year. Like that's well, I want to
1: make sure to get that. <laughs> we don't know what's going to be next, but as of right now, it's a one-year plan. We'll see what happens next.
0: Well, we, we are very appreciative that you, um, between your commuting and your crazy, crazy work life, that you had time to join us on the air this morning. And good morning to Ellie.
1: Good morning.
0: And I'd like to introduce Toby Carpel, or is it Carpel? Carpel. Carpel. emphasis on the syllable. <laughs> Toby is the coordinator of Middlesex County Chapter of Yachad and NJCD, which is the National Jewish Council for the... Disabled. Disabilities. Disabilities. Right. Disabled is not a word that we say, right? For disabilities? We try not to. Okay, sure. that's fine. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Ellie. Yeah. By the way, a more <laughs> PC host on this network you might not find. So we're gonna be we're gonna be fine. Anyway, I'm so happy to have you both on the air. And um, particularly not just because Yachat is obviously something that is near and dear to the hearts of everyone at this network, but excitedly, Sesame Street has just launched a new character, the newest member of the most as I read on the internet this morning, the most inclusive street in America is Julia. And Julia is a character on Sesame Street who happens to have autism. She is not an autistic character. She is a character who happens to have autism. And I'm not just saying that because I'm careful about it, but Sesame Street seems to be very careful about it as well. So Ellie, let's start with you for a second. Tell me why that kind of language is that important in terms of, in terms of educating the public.
1: It's very important. The reality is that everyone, the whole concept behind it is that everybody is an individual. They're not defined by a disability that they may have. So they're not autistic. They are a person who happens to have autism.
0: So, when I, so the, I had learned this initially a number of years ago from a friend of mine who has a child with autism whose son is now in his 20s. And she had said to me, do you say that you have a blue-eyed son or do you have a son with blue eyes? And I had never thought about it that way, but her point was this is just a characteristic like anything else. And if the characteristic does not define the individual, then we do not reference them that way. Correct. And there you go. So how important is it not only in using that language on Sesame Street and obviously in our everyday conversations, but more importantly in making sure that kids who are watching Sesame Street are slowly incorporating that language into their own communication?
1: And especially nowadays, it's so important simply because kids nowadays, where do they learn from? They learn from being at home. They learn from being at school, from being in camp, and from social media and television and movies and everything else. So if where they're learning from isn't teaching them the proper way to, to engage and interact with others, where are they supposed to learn it from?
0: And they're certainly not learning it necessarily from their parents, Toby, right? Because
1: oh, That's a very good point.
0: I also think that something that's even more important is that not how they refer
2: to them um, or how they speak about their peers who might happen to have a disability, but it's how they interact with them. Sesame Street, this is the first time that they've really put out a fully inclusive program where it's not just that they're putting a character on the show who happens to have a disability like they have since the 1970s. It's that they're putting out resources for parents, for somebody you might have a play date with, for kids, for teachers, to teach the kids that it's they have, they're different, and that's okay. And that they can be in our space. And we like the same things. And we play with them differently. And that's okay. And I think that that's such an important message. Because even it's more important than just being sensitive with how we use our language is that that we almost get away from the language and we just see them as being kids and teach our kids who are typically developing, I'm putting that in air quotes, that they can have friends
0: that are different and that that's fine, and that's inclusion. So when we sit, when it, it, when I, as a parent, sit and watch Sesame Street with my child, is the goal, is, you know, I don't want to say the goal, sorry, not the primary goal, but is a secondary or even tertiary goal of Sesame Street to not only teach kids from point A, from that, from that basic level, that this is how we're referring to people who have autism, but also to subtly tell parents, get with the program? I think a little bit.
2: I think that... You know, kids are very resilient and parents will be much more on edge about introducing their child to concepts such as disabilities or allowing them to play with someone with, who has a disability within the community. But I think that's something that's really interesting about Sesame Street that, you know, if you're watching as a parent, not to be like, and this is autism and I'm gonna teach you all about it, but it's more the subtle thing <laughs> right. like, oh, that's so interesting. Julia plays with cars and she likes to spin the wheels. Do you have any other friends who play with their toys a little bit differently? Or, you know, you also play with something a little bit differently. And we all do things in our own way. And so having that conversation where it's we're not just looking at a particular part of the population as being different we're acknowledging and celebrating that we're all different. We're all valuable members of the community and that we should all be included as such.
0: So, Ellie, let me ask you a question. There are there are certainly going to be people who and I'm sure there were. And truth is, is that I didn't research this part of the conversation because I sort of didn't know. I didn't want to know the answer. But there, there are clearly either going to be people or already people who object to the fact that Sesame Street now has a character with autism. Do they have a Do they have a right, or is this also just part of our phobias as you know, as just community members?
1: I think it's more the latter. I think you know everybody's afraid or unclear, or uncertain about just the unknown. So if you don't know about something, you know you it's not part of your world. You know, like for example, you were talking before about. How Sesame Street can also educate parents. Parents, like my parents, my grandparents, they grew up in a drastically different world, a drastically different Jewish community than I grew up in. I grew up, and even now, you your kids are growing up in in a community that is already much more inclusive. Because in the 1950s, when my dad, when my parents were growing up, if there was somebody with special needs, they were they were out of the community. They were not an active member of the community. They were sent to live elsewhere. You know, let somebody else take care of them. it yeah, Leave it alone. That, that's a different world that our kids are growing up in now.
0: So is this new character, is Julia a a recognition of this is the way life is right now, or is it a huge win for the you know the special needs community? Uh, Toby. I I think, I think it's both.
1: It's definitely a huge win because it does. It's just another step to bring people with special needs and disabilities into the forefront of the community and we're not hiding them. We're saying, look, we have people in our world, in our community, who might do things differently. That doesn't make them any more, any less important than everybody else. They're just another person. They happen to do things differently.
2: Toby? I also, in my role, in addition to working for Yachad, I'm also um, a behavior analyst. I work for a company called Proud
0: Moments. You're not analyzing my behavior right now, are you? We'll talk about it after. Okay, good. We don't have that kind of time. (laughs) Hey, we didn't set you up, did we? No, let's go. But a
2: huge component of what I do is parent training. And I've spoken to so many parents from not religious to Hasidish who have all heard of this initiative, and they're just, thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for giving the public... An, an outlet to understand my child. Thank you so much that I can show this to my daughter to help her understand my son. Help you. Thank you so much for, you know, I can give this to somebody if we're going for a play date or we're going for a Shabbos meal to help them understand wow. how to interact. Like the outpouring that I've heard has been so incredible. Um, you know, teachers using it as books in their classroom, in inclusive classrooms, just to Really explain it. Their resources that they have on their website, I strongly encourage everyone to check it out. It's like autism.sesamestreet.com is the link to get to it. But they have the most brilliant resources I've ever seen for breaking it down for children, for all different members of the community who might not be familiar with what autism is. And I highly encourage everybody to go check it out.
0: Is it shocking to either one of you? And Ellie, I can start with you, and then Toby, because you're sitting here and we'll get to you in a second. Is it shocking to either one of you that people still are that unaware or or uneducated about what autism is? I mean, they've heard of it, fine. And I'm sure they have misunderstandings, fine. But are there really, are there sections of our our lives, of our communities out there who just still don't know?
1: Yeah, I think there definitely is. I I don't think anybody's doing it in a mean or hurtful kind of way. They're just naive or they're just, you know, standoffish because they just, don't know any better so it's our job to educate them you know something that's interesting and i think what sesame street is doing with julia is amazing but at the same time look how much further as a community as a as a global community we still have to go Mm. in the fact that there is a character who has autism is a big deal
0: right it didn't have
1: to be a big announcement sesame street has a character who cares it's another character who happens to have autism so looking at it from that standpoint Look how far we've come in that Sesame Street has a character with autism, but look how much further we still have to go because we're making a big deal about it.
0: Right. No, that's that's hundred percent you know, it's like a point that I often make about people talking about empowered women. You know, right. we need to stop talking about empowered women because they're there and they they're guess. we're here. <laughs> right. Right.
1: It's exactly the same point. It doesn't have to become a big deal that there are women in the workforce, that there are women in high power jobs. A woman is just as capable as a man. And people just grew up in a time 50 years ago when that might not have been the case.
0: Absolutely. Toby, you wanted to
2: add something? I just think it's also I've incur- encountered many parents who are just, I've never met a child on the spectrum. I don't understand. What oh. does this mean? And I'm my heart really breaks. But again, it's what Ellie was saying, that we really need to get further out with our education, that Yachad's doing an incredible job and will continue to do an incredible job of really getting the word out to our Jewish communities that, You know, this is this is what it looks like. And and we're here and it's there's resources and there's a whole
0: community that exists. Toby Carpell is the coordinator of Middlesex County chapter of Yachad. She joins us here in studio today. Ellie Hagler, the associate director of Yachad, is actually on the phone. We are all discussing Julia and Sesame Street. And and you're right. There are so many things that we are learning and so much further that we need to go. Ellie, I need to thank you personally, because as as much as I, you know, think I know or thought I know about auto, knew about autism and and my interactions with people with autism and my experience with Yahad. Once you sent me that link to the Mighty, um, the Mighty dot com and their numerous videos that they have off of the Sesame Street website, um, that is particular that. Has all of this information on people on autism and these these unbelievable, you know, four minute videos or six minute videos, et cetera, showing different angles of people with autism, families with autism, siblings who have autism. I mean, it really opened my eyes this morning to another level of understanding that I didn't have.
1: Yeah, the, 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 the resources that are out there now, especially with the internet, I'm so, so thrilled to understand and realize. Uh, today is National Internet Day.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it happens to be that there's information available on this thing called the Internet. Right. <laughs> and it's all there, and it's just a matter of just, you know, time and understanding to get a better idea of what autism is, how it presents itself, and how it's a regular, active part of our community.
0: Yeah, the these videos actually are, to me, are so effective, not only because they are short- and everyone has time crunches, and that's the reality of life in 2015. But more than that is that you – it is very sensitive. It is, it is done in a way that highlights the individuality of somebody with autism. It is not – you know, there is no pity. There is no sadness. There is a very matter-of-fact kind of presentation of the facts This is so and so. He likes to throw dirt up in the air and watch it fall instead of saying, wow, that's so that's strange. Right. It's a wow. He likes to see how the dirt sparkles in the sunlight or he likes to feel the edge of the roof because he knows that it's uneven and that interests him.
2: And I think that that's just what's so incredible. Like, I can't think of another word but incredible about what Sesame Street put out because plenty of other mainstream TV shows have tried to incorporate individuals on the spectrum as characters of their cast, um, just as, as a character, as a role. But what Sesame Street really did was they included a character who had autism, but also made it that they were included within the whole within the whole community with those resources. So that the goal is that, you know... Kids are getting the information that also a parent who's watching a child have a meltdown in the grocery store might have a little bit more patience and sympathy for the mom because they really did an amazing job of showing, as you said, from all perspectives, like what it's like for a parent in their day, what it's like for a sibling in their day, what it's like for a teacher in their day, to kind of open up your eyes that it's not just another bratty kid on the floor having a tantrum, (laughs) that this is something real and this is something going on and they're in the middle of it and that they to understand them better and to include them and make them really a part of the community that they don't feel that they have to hide their child or that they can't be out with them.
0: Absolutely. And an additional part of that was the fact that so many of these videos highlight the fact that um, these different children with autism are communicating using tablets. And I thought that that was brilliant because one of the hardest things that I imagine somebody with autism faces in order to become integrated into the community is that frustration of not being able to talk in certain cases or communicate in general. And then on the flip side, other people who are trying to include that person in the community struggle because they cannot communicate. And instead you see the tablet, you see all their needs, you see the people in their lives and they are, and they're communicating with Abby Cadabby in these videos and gotta love Abby Cadabby. Um, and there's just, there's just so much to say, okay, they they're, the, Everyone is one step closer to each other. That to me was also a very important message. There is more, we are closer than you think. Absolutely.
2: And I think that it's really that, I hope that something that everybody gets, if this is not something that you're 100% comfortable or familiar with, is just patience. Like they're there, they're in your community. Say hi to the parents, say hi to the child. Wait while they're communicating with you. They're not, they might not be as quick in response, but they're still there and they're still worthy of that inclusion piece so we really all have to make an effort to do
0: such ellie have you watched any of the videos with your kids
1: uh no not yet but i definitely plan that they're incredible right they're really aimed for educating the community Absolutely. this kid who enjoys to throw dust in the air and watch it sparkle or who loves to bounce on a, in a bouncy ball right there are things that i love to do <laughs> somebody else might think that's weird it doesn't mean that i'm any less of a person or any less of a member of the community
0: Right. It was funny because when I heard about Julia and brought it up in my house, my kids were like, so? Because to them, it was so um, normal. Right. right. What,
1: Your it, kids grew up in a very different right. community than you did.
0: Right. Absolutely. And there's something refreshing about the fact that that was their response. That I yep. was. You know,
1: I'll tell you, it's interesting. In, in the social media and TV and movies, there definitely have been more and more characters over the last 10, 15 years who have uh, some disabilities. Um, And uh, two or three years ago, I think when I did a show at the Jewish Reaction with the Malcolm Single Network, I had uh, Ariella Barker on the air with me, who's a disabilities advocate. And she was working with HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, ABC, and NBC to work on to better or enhancing the portrayal of people with disabilities in their show to make it more accurate and to make it, in a sense, just teach inclusion. But it's also important to remember, I think it was 20 or 23 years ago, Mr. Rogers, who has made some mistakes in his life, no question. Yes. But Mr. Rogers had an episode, 23, I think, years ago, where he had somebody with special needs on the show. There was just, it's been been all
0: over social media. It's been all over social media. Absolutely. But I also want to say. that was
1: really one of the very first introductions to the world that these people exist and they're important and they deserve to be a part of everything just like everyone else.
2: Toby? Um, Sesame Street, since the 1970s, has actually been the leading television show of including people with disabilities. They had a whole episode, I want to say it was in the 80s or 90s, with Yitzhak Perlman. Yep. And he was speaking yeah. with a girl. And the girl was saying that she could go up and down the stairs really well. And he was saying, well, it's really hard for me. So they've always done a great job of having characters in wheelchairs, with hearing aids, with different things. And they've always been there and they've always been present on the show, which is incredible. But this I feel is their first whole inclusive effort to not just put them on the show, but to get everybody to understand them as a character and as which translates into the people in our community.
0: Ellie, I like that line that right now they're all in. I think that that's great. Before we run out of time, and we are about to run out of time, and I've committed to ending on time, um, Ellie, you got to talk to me about the IDF program, the uh, the pizza program that's going on right now with Yahad that we yeah, all have an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, tell me about we're it. We're
1: running a program called Pizza for Soldiers. Um, basically, we're, we're working on a way to include inclusion to Yahad programming in Israel together with doing something to boost morale for the IDF. So you can go to yachad.org slash pizza for soldiers with the number four, and you can sponsor one pizza, ten pizzas that we will make at a Yachad event, and then we will have whoever makes it transport it. We're going to have buses taking people to Army bases to give the pizzas out to the soldiers just for morale boosting, something nice, make them feel even more appreciated than I'm sure they already do.
0: Well, I absolutely love it, and before the show is over, Blinetter, I'm going to make sure to post it on Facebook. It's thirty six dollars a pie, guys. That's all it is, and imagine how many smiles that thirty six dollars will produce. It's really quite worth it. Ellie Hagler, I thank you as always for joining us. Toby Carbell, a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. Come this back, was great. Come back anytime. Thank you both. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thanks, you. Miriam. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Let's go through today's lineups. So you know what not to miss. Of course, the live lunch starts at eleven o'clock. Um, not, um, Avrami and I will be starting it off at 11 o'clock, and I'm sure Avrami has a whole Karlbach menu for us. We wouldn't want to miss that. It is the site, absolutely. And the stunt show today is an encore presentation of Sammy Schachter and No Soap Radio. Throwback Thursday from October 22nd, 2002. It's our JM in the AM. From that date, it was a yard Yardside commemoration, so quite appropriate. Thank you, Avrami, for picking that today. Nachum, tomorrow morning. It's the host JM in the AM live here on the stream, and the AM.org. Weekly update with Malcolm Holine at 7.40 a.m. It seems every single week we need to listen to this more and more. This week on Table for Two, right after J.M. and the A.M. tomorrow morning. That's at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Naomi is joined by Donnie Klein, or Danny Klein, from the travel blog. Yeah, that's kosher. Uh, on the phone from Atlanta, Georgia, will be Roberta Schur from the kosher resource website, Kosher I and founder of the Kosher Feast Dinner. And then in the studio, wow, does she have a lineup? In the studio, we have Melinda Strauss, who runs the Kosher Food Bloggers Conference that is actually coming up in just a few weeks. So Rami me, hosts Saturday Night Seagull this Monday, Shabbos, starting at 9 p.m., 10 p.m., renowned speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame, and at 11 p.m., David Lichtenstein hosts Headline Sunday morning. It's J.M. Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. with Matis. I leave you today with Ode of Vinu Chai by Reb Shlomo, it is his yard site. It is Bo biome If you can't play his music on his yard site, says Avrami. Then well, Avrami, I don't remember what the rest of that line was because I was pretty much when tuning you. you. Well, then when can you? That's what he said. Then when can you? So culture of everybody. That's life. Bye guys. <laughs>
2: am
1: this am this
2: body, am this am this am this body, am this am this am this body, I'm this body, I'm Oh da